0: You're listening to the Versus Node Podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Dun, dun, da-da-dun, dun, da-da-dun, dun, da-da-dun, dun, Da, 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 da. Gamer node.
1: So, someone's gonna die!
0: <laughs> oh man, Someone,
1: someone's gonna die.
0: Welcome to episode fifty-five of the Versus Node podcast. I'm Eddie Enzato, your host and editor in chief, and I'm here with some E3 overloaded guys. Uh, first, we have Jason Finelli. How you doing, man? I am
1: great. I'm ready to talk about some stuff that I saw last week.
0: Awesome, awesome. And our other podcasteer, if that's a word, today is Anthony LaBella, who was not at E3. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Hello. I was
2: I was sitting back on my couch, drinking, watching video games. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad.
0: Cool, cool. So, so you don't have Greg syndrome then? No. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So... Uh, so yeah, that's why we're here today, is to talk about E3, just uh, our take-home message from what the video game industry was laying down for us last week. So um, I guess the the best place to start, or at least the, the standard and officially accepted place to start, is with the press conferences. Um, so yeah, we... We went to Microsoft early in the morning on Monday of E3 week. What did you think of it, Jason?
1: Uh, I thought it was much better than last year. I thought thought they had a lot of really cool stuff. And I really enjoyed how they split it up in between what they're expecting to do by the end of this year and what they're going to do in the future. And that Halo was the perfect point in between because they had something coming this year and next year. Mm. I thought that was very clever to... uh, Start their show that way, and that way you could still end it with the big climactic reveal, which in this case happened to be the new Crackdown, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, they don't have many, they don't have many uh, exclusive IP, and Crackdown is definitely one of them. The first one was considered one of the s- sleeper hits of the 360. The second one, a lot of people are trying to forget. <laughs> um, so if this one can bring back some of that luster, power to them.
0: Yeah, I loved being told, okay, these games you'll play this year, because that's yeah, always yes. one of my biggest gripes about E3, is like, oh, cool, I'm seeing some games I'm going to I'm gonna play in like 20 years from now. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool, I love that. So yeah, Anthony, you were watching at home, right? So what did you yep. think?
2: I was impressed with how they stuck to the format of games,
0: yes! and more
2: games, and then even more games, and not a bunch of BS that no one cares about, which was... There's always been a problem with Microsoft press conferences. They spent a lot of time. Last year, you heard TV a million times. I mean, this really was all about the games. Mm -hmm. They're not games I personally am very interested in, so they didn't really do anything to convince me to buy an Xbox One, but I still respect the fact that they focused on the games and that that's why people purchased their Xbox Ones. Um, I did think that... um, what was it? Sunset Overdrive looked a little better than I had been seeing. I'm still not convinced about that game, but uh, it was kind of starting to sway me. They opened up with a new Call of Duty, which seems like an easy choice, but I, was, I thought it was looked surprisingly good. I'm I'm not really interested in Call of Duty anymore, but it looks like Advanced Warfare might be uh, a breath of fresh air in some way for the series. I spent a lot of time with Halo, the Halo collection, which again, I'm not a Halo fan, so that didn't do anything for me. Um, They did have that gameplay demo of Witcher 3 up there, I believe, which is one of the games I thought best at E3. Um, I I played the first Crackdown and thought it was okay, so new Crackdown did nothing for me, and that's what they closed (laughs) out on, so I mean, I thought that was kind of anticlimactic. I guess they're remaking Phantom Dust. I never played Phantom Dust, but people seem to be pretty excited about that, so... Uh, It's nice that they focused on uh, a niche game like that to appeal to people who might not be interested in big-name titles like Halo or Crackdown or Fable. Uh, It showed some willingness to expand their horizons a bit, I suppose. Uh, Overall, I was impressed. I'm not going to get an Xbox One after seeing that conference, but I'm glad that they focused on the games after last year, Uh, and they're starting to to turn it around uh, after E3 now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm basically right on the same page as you, uh, because the big things like Crackdown, uh, I wasn't a big Crackdown fan. I, I thought there were other open-world games that just spoke to me more, so I wasn't really super excited about the new one. And then, I mean, a lot of the other big stuff that they talked about was multi-platform, so when I'm watching a press conference that is ex- exclusive to one uh, console manufacturer, I want to see what games are exclusive to that console. Um, all the other stuff, cool, but that doesn't yeah. mean that it's good for that particular uh, company. It's it's for all consoles. Right. So.
2: And I already have a PS4, so that really has all my multi-platform needs at this point. Exactly. I'm like you. I need to see those exclusives, and the ones they showed don't appeal to my personal preferences. So.
0: Well, Sunset Overdrive is a uh, that's an exclusive, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that actually impressed me probably the most of all the exclusives um in that it was in that I was expecting like nothing that would interest me and what I got was something that was was pretty cool looking. Yeah. Um definitely different. Different is always good for me. Right. Um there were a couple things that I just there's always something that I just don't understand why it's even there. Like that game Scalebound um oh. have, having seen uh, yeah. what they showed it I mean, what they showed looked super cool with, like, dragons and f- whatever kind of fighting and whatever, but by the end of the trailer, I, I still didn't know what the game was. You yeah, know. It's you know, very, it
2: was a very early announcement that didn't say much, and it's cool that, oh, a Platinum Games exclusive from Hideki Kamiya, that's cool, but at the same time, if you're not going to show me anything, I can't really get excited about it at all.
0: Yeah. And um, Phantom Dust, I think, Jason, you should tell us about Phantom Dust because you seem to be pretty
1: excited about it, right? Well, I, I just like when games um, I like when games get a second chance like that, like Killer uh-huh. Instinct. To be honest with you, I, I never played it, um, but I have a friend who was crazy about it. He was like, you have to play this game. You have to play it. It's the best game ever made. Play it, play it, play it. I never got around to it. Apparently, just the way it's designed and the things that it does are some of the best like ideas original ideas from uh, from that generation from the original Xbox and people just ignored it and they shouldn't have and apparently it's really awesome so I may I may go back if the uh, 360 will play it I may try and find a copy just to see cool just to see what it's like cool yeah,
0: yeah maybe maybe I'll try to look it up if it's something that people were really uh you Know invested in and, and thought did good things, but I, I don't even remember it being, you know, the word on the street when it was out, like it was never uh, I didn't talked about. Know it a lot. existed
2: until recently, yeah. See, be there perfectly you go. honest,
0: exactly. Now, my favorite thing had to be Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix oh, Hyper Edition so EX Plus so Alpha good. Prime <laughs> because that
1: was. Oh. because how could it not be like that That trailer trailer was sick but i I, it it kind of for me raises concerns about the company as a whole
0: why is that
1: because that was the only thing they announced Mm. in that i mean they had new games technically like the phoenix wright collection on 3ds and a couple others but as far as big time announcements their biggest one was dlc True. That right. was available that day. True. And where's my deep down? I wanted to, I wanted to check out some yeah, that of my deep didn't make down. An, Did that not make, not make an appearance at all? At all. Not at all. And, huh. and, and then two pieces of news out of Capcom today. One relevant to that, uh, Yoshi Noriyono stepped down from Capcom Vancouver, and he was supposed to be working on Deep Deep Down. Uh-oh. Wow. So that's one. And then two, Capcom shareholders voted – today or over the weekend or something like that, not to protect themselves from a buyout.
0: Uh huh. So
1: like Nintendo could buy up a bunch of their stock and say, we own you now. They'd be like, okay.
0: That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) In a way. In a way. Yeah.
1: But so it's just, I don't know what's going on over there, but I don't like it.
2: Mm.
1: I don't like it. But back to E3. Sorry, that was a quick, quick, quick tangent. Real quick, I want to go back to Microsoft, because there's yeah. two things I really want to talk about. Ori and the Blind Forest. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Looked really, really, really cool. And now I'm hearing it's Metroidvania, which is even better. Um, and in their, in the sizzle reel they showed of the bunch of indie games, there was one that caught my eye called Cuphead.
2: Oh, you stole it from me. I was going to, okay, I will give my time
1: to Jason. I was going to talk <laughs> about how cool Cuphead looks. How, have you looked this up, Eddie, since the show? No, I haven't. Let's talk Cuphead about it. Is a is a like a Mega Man-style shooter-type game. Completely drawn, like nineteen forties cartoons.
0: Oh my goodness! I think I it's, I do remember seeing that.
1: It's the coolest friggin' thing I've ever seen. There's only like a forty five second teaser online. Yeah. But good lord, that game looks interesting. Oh yeah.
0: Absolutely, right. I, I love that old old school stuff like uh like Betty Boop, that kind yeah, of yeah. art. Yeah, yeah, the it's old really Mickey cool. cartoons and the Mickey's. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what's funny? Uh. Ori and the Blind Forest, in my mind, was a PlayStation game. It, in the, in the, uh, the whirlwind of E3, just because it, of the type of game that it is, and because of the route that Sony seems to be going, and the, the open arms they have for independent, you know, small studio games, in my mind, it was just on PS4. Yeah. So that, that's. It
2: looks like Microsoft starting to, uh, saw that last year saw how committed Sony was to those indie titles. It seems like Microsoft's starting to make an effort. Uh, they also showed the new title from Playdead, right? The Limbo developer. Uh, what was that called?
1: Yep. Um, um, yep. Inside. In
2: yeah, inside. and that that looked that looked great too. Very similar to Limbo, but it looks like it, it might introduce some more mechanics to it. I thought the art style they were showing in that little uh, video they showed looked great. So seems like microsoft is getting on the ball with the uh, rush of indie games i think they have that program id at xbox something like that so so they're starting to see that indie developers are releasing games that people want to play and they're but making an effort to support them as well
0: yeah absolutely and they they have to or else they're gonna yeah. lose a lot of market share uh yeah. very quickly i mean they're they're doing all the right things now to come back from some major, major, major stumbles in the okay. early, early days with the Xbox One, but I think it's gonna go back to being a much more level race at at some point. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna just skip right over EA and Ubisoft for now because <laughs> we don't need to talk about their conferences. We could just talk about the games that we saw um, after we do the Sony and Nintendo. But Sony, to me, again, was was really good. Um. What's that sound? <laughs> what do you a, think? That's a
1: quick objection for for Ubisoft's behalf. Seeing the Valiant Heart trailer, uh huh, play, and being in that room where everyone was like, "All oh, cool games," and the <laughs> Valiant Hearts plays, there was like, feels. If it's, that it's, <laughs> dog dies,
2: I don't want to play video games anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't right? want to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh I I man. But no, that 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 moment watching that trailer in there and being like. Wow, this game's gonna be awesome. It was very cool, but again, other than that, I agree with you. We can move on. Yeah, yeah, we'll
0: hit them. Um, so yeah, what uh, you watch the Sony conference also, Anthony? I did. Yeah, what did uh, you think?
2: I thought so. Just in terms of structure, I thought I started off strong, joined a lot of games. Then you had that middle section <laughs> where just oh, it was a real slog. Uh, they were spending a lot of time on that. The, like a comic book series or something Powers. like that. And, and they, I mean, I'm sure there are people interested in that, but they were spending so much time on that. Uh, and, 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 they finally picked it up again at the end But overall, I thought it was a strong conference, you know, it doesn't hit the highs of last year, but what does really, um, they showed plenty of games that I am personally interested in. I, ne- I still need to see more of the order 1886. What they showed was a little bit of gameplay, but not much. You're really just kind of moving around. Uh, it seemed, it seemed more horror oriented than I initially thought. Just you know how dark it was, and and the lantern you're holding, and and going through the dark area, and uh, trying to avoid enemies. Um, but I hope to see more of that. Uh, they also showed Little Big Planet 3, which uh, it's not me- not being made by Medium Molecule, right? They're working. No, on no, it's made
1: by Sumo Digital. Who yes, was right.
2: Of- so I'm not I'm not averse to more Little Big Planet, but I mean it was a nice surprise, but that doesn't do much for me. It's nice it's being made. If they have some of the same creation tools that the first two games had, I'll definitely play it. A little bit of Big Planet too. I spent a lot of time with just because of all the mini games people were making with the tools they give you. So more of that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Far Cry 4, the demo they showed. I know it's not a Sony exclusive, but as a great demo, so we can talk more about that later. Um, they also they announced Grim Fandango yeah master that's the one adventure game I've always wanted to play and I can't really oh
0: can't my really god go I flipped out games, when I man. saw that <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a very cool announcement uh, No Man's Sky man that seems really ambitious uh, that's a great game that, for them to show if, if Hello Games can offer up what they're promising on some level that could be a really special game uh, Mortal Kombat X they showed I really liked the story mode in the last Mortal Kombat and it seems like they're bringing that back along with other things the uh, the short video they showed looked really good so I'm up for more Mortal Kombat uh, I think they showed some Arkham Knight if I'm remembering correctly it also yeah. looked good, they're showing some Batmobile gameplay you kind of turn into a tank and, and start shooting other tanks and vehicles, uh, which is pretty cool and of course Bloodborne which <laughs> Eddie and I will talk about of course at some point here that uh, I'm sure that will make you purchase a PS4 at some point Eddie
1: oh yeah I have to yeah at this point <laughs> and hey, then I had, uh, a, I had a 25 minute behind closed doors demo with that too let's to say I'm not impressed <laughs>
0: are you impressed
1: I get yeah, damn right I am that was okay point. well, we well let's Jason let's
0: talk about know. it right now then Let's do it. so uh, like Jason it. tell me what you thought
1: I like the idea of being able to just like press a button and flip it from the little little sword to the big guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was really cool. I like how there's a gun, but it's not the focus for once. Right. That's yeah. awesome. And and learning more about the story, learning that these people went to this town looking for cures to some infection. Not only did they not get it, but then they started going like insane from paranoia because of the infection and because of the beasts. They're not uh, attacking the town. They're not zombies. They, they look like zombies. They act like zombies if they have weapons, but they're not zombies. They're people who are just insane with paranoia. That is awesome. I love that. And I afflicted that. by whatever, whatever the initial problem was. I love the whole approach. It's awesome. And I also like that the focus is less on, um, well, the fact that he's not wearing armor makes him more agile, so you can like dodge. Faster. I think I might actually like this approach more than the, the Dark Souls approach.
0: Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like you could you could play Dark Souls games as a fast character, but a lot of people ended up defaulting to really heavy characters because of sheer damage output. In this, it seems like they're just you know removing that aspect and leaving you to play an agile character, which is cool because it's fun to go on the offensive and uh, it's a little bit more dangerous. So, it might be uh, somewhat more stressful to play the game, (laughs) if there's such a thing. And it it seems
2: like, uh, from what I heard and saw, that, so when you play Demon Souls or Dark Souls, you go in a room and you know where every enemy is going to be. They have their spots, and you can kind of uh, create a diagram in your head of, okay, I need to go here, and this enemy's here. Oh, true. Uh, It seems like the enemies can move around in Bloodborne, so that if you go in a room, it May not be the same thing you saw when you died trying it previously. You have to be more aggressive. You have to be on your toes more often, and it, I'm sure it'll still be difficult. But uh, I agree that it seems like it'll it'll be a nice change of pace and perhaps even more fun when you're when you're uh, on the offensive more often than you know holding a shield up, waiting for an attack. Then you attack. That can that can be slow at times. Even though I enjoy that in the Souls games, I feel like this will. Change the formula just enough to please uh, Souls fans, but also uh, get new people on board. Jason saying he thinks it looks cool, uh, hasn't played the Souls game, so I think I think they're trying to find the best of both worlds. And for what I, from what I've seen and heard so far, it seems like they're on the right track with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that—the um, fact that they can move around the the town. But you're absolutely right. In the demo that Jason and I both saw, they were basically just moving about the streets kind of freely, you know, at will. Um, So that's really cool. And the town is said to be completely open world. You're just in the town and, you know, you're not directed in any one particular way. Now, they didn't say if these, if it turns into more of a Metroidvania thing where you're still guided to a specific direction at a specific time or if it's more just wide, wide open. So, you know, it could be, you know, that you have a whole lot more freedom, which is cool. Um, and then
2: one la- one last thing on the Sony thing. Uh, at the end, they closed with Uncharted 4. Uh, didn't show any gameplay. Although, so they're claiming that the video they showed was in, in-game engine, mm-hmm. uh, not CGI. And people were saying, no, oh, that can't be. And I think about five Naughty Dog employees said, no, this is in-game engine. Starting with Uncharted 4, we no longer have CGI trailers in our games. That's what it's going to look like. Uh, if that's the case, that's pretty amazing. They're always... Uh, at the forefront of, you know, visual fidelity. So uh, I know, you know I'm not someone who thinks, oh, graphics are everything, but that was very that was visually impressive. And if that's just playing the game and it looks like that, they're setting a new standard yet again. I thought The Last of Us was pretty much as good as it gets visually for, you know, PS3 title. It seems like they are trying to do the same with Uncharted 4. And it looks like uh, Nathan Drake's going to be back, too. I know Jason mm-hmm. was wondering if uh, maybe this one will focus on solely. We still don't know specific story details, but I'm not surprised to see Nathan Drake return. Seems like it might be years later, uh, a little older than he was before. So I'm interested to see where the story goes in this fourth entry. It seems like it might be the end of it, end of the series. It's called the Thief's End. I hope that means they're setting their sights on new things after this. And that I hope that means they kill Drake. Yeah, kill Drake! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd cry I'd,
0: I'd, I'd like yeah. One thing that I thought was really cool was even more and more indie stuff we're seeing on the PS4. Like they just dropped um, Entwined the day yeah, of Yeah, the same day. And then they had the whole Devolver Digital suite of games, Broforce, <laughs> Titan Souls, Not a Hero, Hotline Miami 2, Talos Principle, blah blah blah, so many games just just dropping on the PS4. That's really cool. Um, then there was the game. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it was from the artist of On Journey. What oh, was it? from like Giant Abzu Squid.
1: Oh yes, to to know. Oh yeah,
0: order. Abzu. That's right. Yeah, from Giant Giant Squid, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, I have no idea what that was. Um, <laughs> like I was excited when I saw it, and it seemed so serene and peaceful, but. After watching the Dude swim around for a little while, I still wasn't wasn't sure what was happening <laughs> um, but but no man's sky uh, I wasn't like I hadn't really flipped out about it like a lot of people did at the end of last year when we first saw it but uh this time it it was really more impressive to me the way that there are so many different uh, I guess biomes for each of the worlds you can go to and sort of the the infinite scope of, of what you're doing. The only thing that I still am sort of curious about is like, what actually will you be doing besides just kind of flying in and flying out?
2: Yeah, I wonder how structured it'll be if there'll be missions of some kind. I think, I think, uh, I think his name Sean Murray of Hello Games was saying, so you're gonna have combat both in your ship and on planets there will be hostile targets. Uh, he said you can go around just trying to name as many things as you can, but that'd be a really boring way to play the game. So that leads me to believe there'll be there'll be goals of some kind. I don't know. It might be more open in terms of uh, structure, and that's more like a, a Minecraft, for lack of a better game I can think of off the top of my head. In that uh, you're not trying to beat the game, but I also think just based on what I've heard from Hello Games that. There will be systems in place so that you're working towards some kind of goal, uh, you, and you could also just, you know, try to explore as much of the universe as you can and meet other players. So uh, it is multiplayer, correct, in that you can come across other players. But I think he wants to separate. I think they want to separate players as much as they can, so that you're on, you know, opposite ends of the universe, and it might take a really long time, to even encounter another person. But that it is in there there's that multiplayer element to it. it just isn't in your face right out of the gate
0: yeah yeah it's kind of like uh like journey-ish yeah i guess yeah yeah it does seem really cool but definitely want to learn more about it
2: yeah very ambitious i hope it turns out well but part of me is skeptical but i really hope it turns out well because it seems like an incredibly ambitious project like be something big next year if it comes out next year
1: yeah can uh, i go to the plan of the apes Yeah, or something like that.
0: Like if they just have Easter egg planets like that, that would be really (laughs) cool. That'd
1: be great. That'd be so cool. Corn area.
0: Yeah. Oh man, lawsuit. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, good segue. Um, (laughs) Nintendo, bring us, bring us into Nintendo, Jason.
1: Well, they had a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, Uh, they announced Star Fox U, which I still have yet to see. Um, I've been looking around. I can't find anything as to what it actually looks like. But from what I understand, you are flying with the gamepad. The gamepad is your cockpit, and you are shooting based on that, which is kind of cool. Um,
0: hmm.
1: Splatoon? Yeah. yeah. Splatoon, everyone at home probably laughed at Splatoon. But let me tell you, that game is bought. It okay, should so you got be. to it play no, it. It has no right to be fun, but it is. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Nintendo shooter. It's a multiplayer shooter in Nintendo's image. Instead of shooting people, you can still shoot people, and it does still give you an advantage, but your goal is to fill that arena with paint. Only the floor, not the walls. Just fill the arena with paint, and you can turn into a squid to regain your well ink, it's called, not paint, ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you turn into a squid, and you sink into your color of ink, and you can replenish it. And then you, there's, like, bombs you can throw for spread. Dat, for spread. If you get the super move, it's like a big rocket launcher that shoots a tornado of this ink. And anyone that gets hit has to start back at the beginning. Uh, it's it just so cool. And at the end of every round, it tells you what the percentage is and who wins by this big fat cat who comes <laughs> onto the screen. And he's waiting for the percentage. And then whoever wins, he raises a flag to that side. Nice. Big, stupid, fat cat. It's really, it's really, really <laughs> cool. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm like, wow, Nintendo's trying a shooter, And then I played it. And I'm like, wow, Nintendo made a shooter. I think is... that's what everyone
2: thought seeing <laughs> it at home. Just, what is this? And then everyone at the E3 was reporting, no, it's, it's fun. And then, okay, well, that's good to hear. That's a game I'd play if
1: it's actually fun to play. So. Yes, very, very, very fun. I was impressed. I was also impressed with Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm-hmm. That, that, that game is just so cute. <laughs> Real quick,
0: is, is Nintendo developing Splatoon internally?
1: Sounds like it. At least yeah. one of their studios is.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, because they're using the the Squid, which is so
1: clearly a, a Super Mario Squid. Right. It looks yeah. just like it. And when they first showed it on the digital event, I thought it was a Mario Sunshine HD remake or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, and I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and
1: then which is the weirdest name in the world, but still yeah. really cool.
0: No, I like it because I always think of spittoons, and that's <laughs> totally not what it is.
1: Um, um, Yoshi's Woolly World is just cute. It's cuteness in video game form. You're gonna buy it, and you're gonna play it, and you're gonna be happy every second that you play it. Yeah, it's just cute. It's happy. It's it's meant to put a smile on your face. It's meant to make you go ooh and ah with all the stuff that they can do with the with the yarn. It's just awesome. And everyone should play it.
0: And what was the the new Kirby game? It's like Kirby, like Canvas and the, Curse
1: and the and the Rainbow Curse. It's just like Canvas Curse, but everything is in claymation. I did not get to play that, unfortunately. But I've heard I heard the claymation looks awesome.
0: Yeah, these games they all seem to be uh, just leveraging Nintendo magic. All of a sudden, like right. like here it is. Uh, you know, however many
1: months and whatever years later. <laughs> <laughs> I did also play Hyrule Warriors. Oh, you did? I'm curious about that game. I did. I played Hyrule Warriors, and I cannot believe how well The Legend of Zelda fits into Dynasty Warriors. I can't believe it.
0: Oh, it makes perfect sense, but does it play wonderfully that's yes, what i it want plays,
1: it plays just like a warriors game so you're like you're surrounded by <laughs> enemies you have different bases you have to get to and you're slashing and attacking you get these big giant super moves each character has two weapons that you can choose um the only thing that had available was zelda who had a staff or question marks and then link who had the master sword or the fire rod oh nice and then nice. you shoot like little fire tornadoes at people and then his big super move is his big fire dragon that takes out like 50 dudes at a time and then after you save this one guy on the map he opens up a door and lets you get to a chest the chest has bombs in it so like you press the r button and you throw five little bombs at a time that you can grab a power-up bomb which is like a big explosion and then after a while the bad guy drops the boss of the level down which is king dodongo and just like in zelda King Dodongo must be killed with bombs to the mouth. So when he goes to blow his big fire, you throw the bomb in his mouth, it blows up, he falls over, and you slash him a little while, or fire rod him in my case, and then he eventually mm-hmm. dies, and that's the demo. It, it's so fun, it's so hectic, but it's so cool, and, the, and so far we know that we can play as Link and Zelda and Impa and Midna from Twilight Princess, we, there mm-hmm. are supposed to be more, we just don't know who they are, and I can only imagine the kind of things these guys want to do. But it was so cool looking, so fun. Really excited for that.
0: I want to it play is. as the wolf without Link. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I've always, uh, I've always sort of resisted those Dynasty Warriors games. But I'm still, still being very open to this one.
1: Hyrule Warriors would be the first Dynasty Warriors game I play in a long time. Yeah. Well, since like four.
0: Yeah. So we um, saw, we saw Zelda, Zelda.
1: Oh. Boy. Which
0: looks. Different and interesting. It's the Legend of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, open world. That's what they I can want. can do
2: that. I mean, I I am one of those people. I played I played Twilight Princess. I played Wind Waker. I played Ocarina of Time. I played... What am I missing? I don't think Skyward. I played Majora's Mask. Uh,
1: Skyward didn't, Sword.
2: Didn't play Skyward Sword. So, so Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess didn't really like any of those i mean it's just it's not my thing
0: really uh, wow if,
2: if they can if they can do what they're promising and give you a world to explore an open world in that they were saying you see something over there you can go there and go do something and uh, also after e3 um his is escaping me i think he's like the lead director on the project uh ag Alnuma. that's it thank you he was saying he also wants to give some freedom in terms of story and that you can explore the story through branching paths somehow so if they can do that to some level this may be the first 3d zelda game that i I actually really like so i'm i was excited to hear that from them as someone who doesn't already like 3d zelda games i'm i'm the guy who you have to convince me nintendo why should i care about this zelda you're convincing me and i hope it pans out
1: right yeah um, and then and then i played smash brothers Of course, I was was able to get in a total of about fifteen matches, and you hated them all. No, (laughs) quite the contrary. So how Uh, is it different? I well, it's it's. Let me say this: I had high expectations, Mm -hmm. and the Wii U version surpassed even those. It's the perfect hybrid of melee's super quick super like intense battles and brawls slowed down a little more laid back approach it's right in the middle it's right where it needs to be it's right in that sweet spot
0: how does it compare to street fighter 4 it's completely different than B- <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but um they have I, I i focused on new characters obviously i focused on people who aren't available in any of the other games yet. Um, I played as every one of them at least once, and I played on every stage at least once. Uh, my favorite stage so far is Mushroom Kingdom U, where it, like, transforms into different set pieces from the new Super Mario Brothers franchise, because it's just the way it transitions is really cool. And, again, no surprise here, my favorite of the new characters is Little Mac, because he plays just like I like to play. I don't like to jump. I don't like to be in the air. I like to stay on the ground, and that's his forte. If you can keep him on the ground, he will mess you up. Um, he, um, I liked Greninja. I liked Rosalina. I thought the villager was really weird, but I think I can probably get used to him eventually. I think separating Zero Suit Samus from regular Samus is the best thing they could have done for both characters. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was very well done. I thought it played really, really well, and it just needs to come out already. So you're saying it's just like Street Fighter II
0: because Balrog, who wasn't good at jumping, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the little Max of the Balrog of, yeah, well, yeah. I mean that that I agree with.
0: Sure. <laughs> oh goodness, okay, that's enough but out no, of it's me. it's
1: cool. It's very very cool.
0: Yeah. Um. What did I what was I gonna say? Oh, I forget. Oh, something that we forget, that I forgot to mention. Um, was the Suda Fifty One game? That Let was that was mentioned and is weird. So like, what the hell is this? like? Saw the
1: game or something? I don't, I don't
0: <laughs> like, know what and hell, it's supposed to be free watching. to play. I heard. Yeah, is I, that correct? I don't yeah, know. It was like
1: some Hunger Games meets Saw type
0: shit. Yeah. That dude is crazy, but it looks pretty good. Mind.
2: hes already crazy, but <laughs> I think he—I think he went over the edge this time. Well, for
0: I- me at least, it's on the—it's on the side of Suda that I like, that I prefer. You know, he's got the the Travis touchdown side, the the no more heroes and the lollipop chainsaw side, and then he's got like the killer seven and and like twisted craziness side. And I think this is at least closer to that direction. With, like, Shadows of the Damned in the middle. Right. <laughs> so, I'm interested. But uh, I'd like to see more of that for sure. Um, what else was I going to say? You know what bothered me? Or that, that is a trend that continues to bother me? Is this focus on exclusives? Quote, unquote, exclusive? What does that even mean anymore? It's like... Sony was using it a lot, like, and this will be exclusively for PS4 for the first month and a half that <laughs> it's out, or like, this is a, a PlayStation 4 timed exclusive for consoles yeah, only. You know, so. like, um, I don't know, like, it's just crazy. Like, on
2: some level, it has to be working for them, right? Because why go out of your way to mention that Microsoft did it? You know. Microsoft did it a lot, and now Sony's starting to do it a lot, and I always think, I mean, who cares that DLC's on only that platform for one month, but I mean, it must be making some kind of difference for them to focus so much on that, right? I, I don't know from personal experience, because I don't care about that stuff, but,
0: you know. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it just makes people feel like they're getting more out of a particular console, like, like they're, they're better in some yeah. way for having that console and that, that reinforces their uh, audience a little bit. So I
2: bought a Wii U today, so obviously oh, yeah, i I'm yeah. somewhat impressed with uh, Nintendo's showing. Sure. Uh, the game I'm looking forward to most on Wii U is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Oh, yeah, we yeah. talked about Name that before. Aside, uh, it's the follow-up to Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii, which is one of my favorite Wii games. Uh, they showed a an extended gameplay demo on the Treehouse uh, stream, so... Because you guys were there, I'm not sure how much you saw. Oh, yeah, we
0: couldn't see that. Stuff.
2: That was an awesome way to show off games. They were uh, just Every day they were showing gameplay demos with the creators of the games, sitting down, talking, and playing uh, while people at home got to watch. So I saw about a 30- or 40-minute gameplay demo of Xenoblade Chronicles X. It looks like a ton of fun. It looks like an extension of the Xenoblade Chronicles combat system, although there's a stronger emphasis on guns, which uh, was a little different. Uh, A big world to explore, huge enemies off in the distance, kind of, you know, Monster Hunter-esque in that regard. Uh, And then at the end, it shows this uh, shot of New Los Angeles, which sounds stupid, but it looks amazing. Uh, It looks like an incredibly huge world to explore, so I'm really excited to play that next year. And they also showed Mario Maker,
0: Ah, uh, which allows
2: you to make your own 2D Mario levels using the different art styles and sprites from the... uh, franchise, which seems... I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. That seems like such a such a cool idea for them to do with that franchise, uh, let you create your own levels, and uh, it seems somewhat limited from what they showed. You couldn't make huge levels uh, with, with the, what they were showing at E3, but I assume they'll expand that a bit so you can make really elaborate uh, levels and worlds with that. It seems really neat.
0: But here's the question, and Jason and I said this, I think Jason said it when we were sitting yeah. there, is... What happens when you have Mario Maker, and then you try to make level one one of Mario? Does the whole does the whole video game universe implode on itself? <laughs> like, like, do you that cause a, a rift in time and space to open up?
2: The day video game industry died. <laughs> Someone made that level. Oh man. And then yeah. oh, and then one more thing, uh, which was after their digital event, but they also announced. Um, I think it's Project Steam, or or codenamed Steam. Uh, It's a 3DS title, uh, new IP, and it's being created by Intelligent Systems, and they're behind, I believe, Fire Emblem? Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly. And uh, it's also going to be a strategy RPG. Uh, Some people were describing it as Valkyria Chronicles-esque. I love that game, so if that's true, I'm right on board. It seemed really silly. I think it involved something like Abraham Lincoln's task force to get rid of aliens It has this really uh overblown comic book look to it which i'm not entirely sold on but i like that they're going for crazy with it uh and again you know turn-based or i don't know if it's turn-based but strategy rpg on the 3ds that seems like a perfect match i really loved fire emblem awakening so uh, they didn't show a lot of 3ds stuff from what i saw maybe on the show floor there was stuff but uh but that was the one big 3ds announcement and that is a game i would like to play
0: very very cool. So Jason, you were there for, for like a whole four or five days. Um, what what really stands out? Is there a game that like just you think of this year's E3 and you're like, pop, this is the game that I played that we didn't talk about already, that uh, mm. that really just surprised you or or impressed
1: you? You know, it's strange. I I feel I was saying this to somebody, maybe Luke, but. I feel like this was one of the most varied years for games ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing stuck out. But it's a good thing because so many things were good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I feel the there, same way.
0: I thought it was a great was, E3 overall.
1: Yeah, there was no clear, we are the winner, praise us. It was a bunch of very good games. Like Destiny was really cool, mm-hmm. Call of Duty was really cool over at Activision's booth. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 demo was very, very cool.
0: Oh, tell us about that real quick.
1: Um, basically, what they showed us was um, the Afghanistan demo from the E3 trailer last year. Right. Uh, it started with that scene, and then he went off on his horse, and he hit on the side, and he shot a couple of guys, um, stunned them, stunned on them. And then he, they showed the whole uh, Fulton recovery system, like in Peace Walker, where you could recruit guys to your mother base. Mm-hmm. So he he just like attaches a balloon to them and they shoot up into the sky. And that's how he he recruits them. It's really funny. Fantastic. And then Fantastic. and then a, and then a sheep walks over and he's like, "Hi, I'm a sheep and I'm all curious." So uh
0: <laughs> was this in speech bubbles? <laughs> no.
1: I made that up. So then Snake uh stun guns the sheep and sends that up. Nice. So then like <laughs> He puts the balloon on it. It kind of floats there for a second, and then shoots up into the sky, and it just goes. Oh, as it goes that's up. great! Really funny. Um, and then they show his like his new tech, where he can like use his goggles. Once he marks somebody, he can see them through the wall, like how Ground Zeroes was. It was a really cool little demo. But the best part was after the mission, they in Peace Walker they just talked about Mother Base. Mm-hmm. In Ground Zeroes, you go to Mother Base. Right. And you are on Mother Base, and you are talking with soldiers that you've recruited, and you're and you're seeing like Ocelot on Mother Base. He like he like uh, salutes you a little bit, it and then it, it randomly it'll get attacked, and you have to defend Mother Base. And Mother Base looks suspiciously like the big shell for Metal Gear Solid Two, but I'm the only one who seems to think that. <laughs> so it it's very very cool, very 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 cool. I was very impressed with it.
0: So my concern with with Metal Gear five, <laughs> um... Ten. Whatever. As many games as there were. is If I didn't play Peace Walker, am I going to be, like, okay with this game? You'll be fine. Or do I have to go... I mean, how do you really know, though? Like Somebody asked. Oh, yeah? And they said... Yeah. They said they you'll said be fine. fine. I mean, you
1: might, you might want to read up on it, but you don't have to play it. Okay.
0: Because I feel like Peace Walker had the most... Well, I guess that's not really possible. But had a lot of, um... Of in-depth information about the systems and at place and the recruits and the story and whatever, but right. uh, but I'm well, just I mean, not familiar with it. Well, I mean, like if you it. played
1: Ground Zeroes, the the ending scene of Ground Zeroes is a lot more impactful if you played Peace Walker because it deals with people who were in Peace Walker, but you mm-hmm. don't exactly have to. Okay, I understand that like, they do a great job of explaining it. Well, that's good
0: because I'm a I'm a Metal Gear Solid fan and I would like to you know be part of the party.
1: Yeah, you, you should. Um I'm trying to think of the other appointments I have. Oh, Evolve. We've talk about Evolve. Oh yeah. Cuz Evolve is awesome. Um I played as the monster because I had to. What well, else were I going to play? It. And that the Kraken was the sh- that they showed at the Xbox conference was the monster that they had at the demo. And that thing is a beast. If that thing is able to power up to level 3, nothing's going to kill it ever. So if you're if you're a hunter playing against that, your objective is to get to it as fast as you can. Mm. But what's really cool is these little subtle things. Like, in order to evolve, you have to eat. You have to hunt wildlife and eat it. And in order to hunt, you have to find it. And you press down the right stick, and it does the smell mechanic, which sends out this cloud, of, and you can see everything around you. And if it makes out something you can hunt, you can go after it and kill it and eat it. Um, Strewn throughout the map are these piles of, not piles, but like flocks of red birds. And if you walk through them, the birds will scatter, and the hunters know where you are. Oh, nice. So don't walk through the birds. And then once you evolve, you have to find a safe place, you evolve, and boom, you're in level two. And it starts all over again. But when you first start, you have four abilities and three points. So you can choose to do all of your points in one ability. You can choose to spread it out three, three, and three, two, and one, whatever you want to do. Each time you evolve, you get three more points. So by the time you're level three, you could max out three abilities. You could max out one and put two in the other other three. It's completely up to you. I did that. I maxed out three abilities um, to be offensive, purely offensive, and then when they came after me, I just tore them a new asshole.
0: Nice. This sounds <laughs> okay. great. It sounds like just a
1: perpetual boss fight.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, exactly that's it's it. really cool. If did you, you find getting... that? Did you find that the people, the the hunters, stayed together like you would in in a Left for Dead, or did they yes. kind of scatter more? Li- yeah,
1: okay. No, they have to stay together, or they else to. you'll
0: just tear them apart.
1: Because because if if I can if I could isolate one of them and kill him, they'd just be dead. They wouldn't be able to revive him. They, you know what I mean. He'd, right. be, isol- he'd be gone. And oh if wow. was the medic. Them. They're yeah, dead. Yeah,
0: yeah. So how it must be really match? stressful is it, is as
1: a it hunter. Like, uh, like 10 to 15 minutes, or uh, there was a 15 minute time limit on the demo. I'm not sure exactly okay. how much it's going to be in the actual game, but I didn't need the whole 15 minutes. <laughs> of course. As a, as I, I needed, to go, my oh, I now. needed about 12. Because yeah. somehow, and this is the beauty of Evolve as well. When I was fighting the humans, I was able to kill, to down all three of them, and kill all three of them. They were dead, but the medic has the ability to revive them no matter what. And somehow, I lost track of the medic, and he revived all three of them. So I was back to all four.
0: He was probably hiding in a tiny little crawl space, just yeah, waiting. something like that. But you the said, time I, I killed the medic first. Yeah, that's smart. But you said you, as the, as the monster, you have to remain active constantly in order to, to evolve and become strong enough to take out those hunters, right? Yeah,
1: you can't let them find you. And they even give the monster a 30-second head start.
0: Okay, so if they find you really quickly, you're just Run. they'll eat you up? Okay. Run. That's yeah. cool. That sounds, it sounds like it's really well balanced.
1: But they're um, also, see, that's a cool thing, too, because the, the wildlife that you're eating is attacking them. Oh, so, okay, you're you're helping there's, there's and hurting. One, That's really good. There's hostile wildlife as well to worry about. Anything that will hurt you is in red outline. Anything that is just hot, it's just regular, is yellow outline. Now, I could attack the red outline ones and eat them if I wanted to, but they would attack back, whereas the yellow ones would just try and run away from me.
0: Yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. I wish I would have gotten to play that. Very um,
1: cool concept. I like it a lot.
0: I did get to play, uh, what's that game? The Order, 1886. That, me uh, too that anthony mentioned oh yeah so tell us about it
1: um th- did you play the demo you didn't play the demo from the uh the Sony upstairs comes, right? no no it was it was the uh, the of the rebels
0: yeah 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 where it was like a little bit of cutscene that just so seamlessly blended into gameplay oh, that nuts. that camera that game's camera and the way it, it is the it is a beautiful game
1: it is, and 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 the Sony uh, trailer demo kind of does it an injustice because that horror part is but one small part of the entire experience. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The demo we played on the floor was outdoors. Yep, it was against rebels who were fighting us for reasons we don't even know, and it was it turned into Gears of War a little bit. Third, yeah, third I was just gonna, gonna say shirt. that had a Gears of War vibe for sure. They allowed us to use a weapon that I had never... It was a unique weapon to the Order, and it was a very, very cool concept called the Thermite Rifle. And how this works is, there's when you aim, you, you uh, there's R1 functionality and R2 functionality. One of them, I don't remember which one it is, I think R2 is the ash. So R2 fires a cloud of ash that makes an enemy like cough and wheeze and, oh my god, ash. And then the <laughs> other button... That R1, I thought
0: was bullets at first, and it's like, why isn't this guy dying? until <laughs> you know? I figured it out
1: and then the other button shoots a little flare when the flare gets there it ignites the ash and incinerates oh, nice. the
0: enemy yeah. it's
1: a very very cool thing and you can take out like spreads of enemies at a time yeah. awesome stuff man I yeah really it
0: I is go. so legit especially at a time when everything seems to be going more, advo- more and more advanced with the technology of the weaponry included in the game especially like shooters like you know you have Call of Duty that's now like hologram guns and everything It's it's really refreshing to have a game where like where your main hard ammo weapon is an old like Luger pistol, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's it's definitely a contrast to a lot of what you're seeing uh, in other games of today. Yeah, in such a really good way. It played really well. The the cover all worked well, and and the way that you uh, integrated with your small team and how. How the story kind of blended into the action. They were constantly talking to you, um, but but in a way that wasn't just like get behind group. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just like barking instructions. It was it was more talking about this group's situation in this world at that time. Um, it seems like the game is going to be really attentive to the details of of what's going on in the campaign, and that's got me really excited.
2: That's really good to hear. I A little skeptical, but you guys are convinced will be better than thinking i was thinking very 3
0: yeah yeah that that was it was really good um what else impressed me the evil within that people were all down on i yeah, played a lot of people are i played the really evil within and i played it hard like i played it long and i played both demos because i wanted to be sure and and i was into it it reminded me of resident evil 1 through 4 and there is nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. It was just, it was just exactly what I wanted. Like I don't need the Resident Evil series so long as Shinji Mikami is making the Evil Within, and I'm a big Resident Evil fan. So call Matt Boyle and uh, send him the Evil Within because it was good. They they put you in a mansion in one part, and you have to like you have to go through these different areas and. Yeah, I don't want to, like, reveal anything because that's the fun of it. But you have to, you know, operate these mechanisms that are sort of, sort of like, I wouldn't say occult, but, but you know, there's a lot of, like, traditional horror themes involved and, and it just works really well. And then you have these enemies that appear that you can't hurt and you have to basically just run away and uh, there's limited ammo, you know, it's like real survival horror. You have to burn enemies that you down or else they'll come back a lot like some of those zombies that were introduced in the Resident Evil series um... so you definitely see uh... where it's coming from and and it's coming from a a good place and i think it's going to a good place and i think it's going to be a good game and then the parts that were faster had had a lot of the tension of like the chases in Resident Evil 4 and I mean, anytime I can say the names of these games that many times as a comparison in a good way about a game, then that's a good thing, and, and I'm excited for it. So that was a, was a good surprise. Definitely a good surprise. Um, what else? So Destiny, we, both Jason and I played Destiny too, but, but I think Anthony has actually probably played more than us. So yeah, you want to tell us about what you played this weekend? We had the Alpha.
2: Yeah, I spent I, I probably spent around 10, 10 hours or so with the Destiny Alpha over the past few days, and uh, I'm coming into it as someone who uh, really respects Bungie, but does not like the Halo series. So, uh, so you know, I don't have necessarily an allegiance to Bungie. So you know, I have to play this, and I'll love it. Uh, so, you know, part of me was you know, cautiously optimistic, and uh, I I loved what I played of the Alpha. I. I thought it was a ton of fun. So uh, in the alpha, they give you a little bit of everything. They give you one story mission to start off. uh, And then they give you a strike mission, which is a uh, kind of like a a cooperative mission in which uh, you and two other players, either in your fire team or two random people matchmaking, uh, you take on this bigger mission that involves uh, larger enemies. They're essentially bosses. You have, uh, I think one's called like a devil walker, kind of like a huge mech uh, robot thing it shoots legs and it opened up its head. Uh, and then there was like a giant mech eyeball thing at the end of the Alpha mission. Uh, or at the end of the Strike mission, rather. And uh, the Strike mission was my favorite thing about the uh, Alpha. Those seemed like the kind of missions that would be really good with two friends uh, just trying to take it on. Uh, I tried it on the Legendary difficulty last night. and That was a lot of fun, too. Very challenging. I died a lot, but it, uh, but it was fun. Uh, you can also explore the planet so they have one planet open on the alpha they have earth uh, and they have the area of old russia and you can uh, go down there and explore you pick up missions by going up to beacons and then that beacon will give you a random mission such as uh, go kill these enemies and collect an item or find this one enemy that's kind of a mini boss or go scout out this area they're all uh they're all random it seems like and uh, some of them are you know, not great, they're kind of busy work, but it seemed like there are a lot of different ones as you explore Earth. And there'll be more planets in the full game, so that's just one planet. They also had the Crucible, which is the game's PvP area. The one mode they had was Control, or Capture, or Control, one of those two, where you're trying to control different areas on the map. And, uh, it's, it's all pretty standard. If you've played a first-person shooter before with a mode like that, you know what to expect. I still enjoyed it, but I, uh, I preferred playing the cooperative parts of the game um so a lot of people are saying oh it's an mmo it's it's not an mmo but it does have an mmo structure with all the different missions you know you could compare a strike mission to a raid or something like that you also go to a hub world called the tower which then switches to third person view and you can actually you know look at your equipment that you've been collecting you can dance with people there's a dance button if all all of you wondering you can can dance in destiny of course of course Um, it's your
0: destiny to dance (laughs)
2: Exactly. And uh, yes, you can look at all the equipment you've been getting, which is another big part of the game. Uh, You can upgrade your equipment. So, you know, a gun that's green or blue because it's rarer will have different upgrade paths. The more you use it, the more you can upgrade it. Uh, There were a few different classes. There was the Titan, the Hunter, and the Warlock. I tried Hunter and Titan. Uh, They have different special abilities. If you l1 and r1 together you get your special ability i think the hunter was a flame pistol that did a ton of damage and then titan just kind of like punched the ground and did an area of effect attack pretty cool i didn't try warlock
0: the warlock throws like an orb of right yes miasma yes. grenade it's really yeah. it's very effective the thing pretty cool. yeah uh
2: there is a level 8 max on the alpha so i would get all kinds of equipment that was level 9, 10, and 11 and I could not <laughs> use it and it would just make me cry because oh, it was be no. really cool. Um, so they limited that. Uh, but, oh, the UI. This is a weird thing to say, but I was perhaps most impressed by the UI. Oh, the yeah. these a really slick, you move the uh, you use the left analog stick to move around like a mouse, but it actually works effectively. It's not terrible. Uh, it's, it's just, I mean, just the font <laughs> yes, the of destiny is really good it's so good <laughs> it's it's just really slick oh, uh, man. and overall i mean I, I honestly loved what i played of the alpha beta is next month on ps4 i think july 17th they announced i'll try to get into the beta and play more of it and then september it actually comes out i i was uh i was surprised by how impressed i was with the game it, it seems like an extension of a borderlands and that the, the cooperative play seems to be the main draw but you do have your pvp in there um, and it seems like it's trying to be something for everyone and I think it actually succeed I, I, I think it will succeed rather.
0: Yeah, I love yeah, that little bit of a Borderlands vibe and as someone who's not a Halo fan, I always appreciated the execution of the user control interface in Halo games, but I was never a fan of the of the games themselves. But Destiny was a lot of fun for me too and, and I really liked the strike mission and even the multiplayer It was just you know it was it was a another uh pleasant surprise and something that I can say I would spend hours playing uh, after after trying it out at E3 and that's definitely good and destiny is multi-platform correct
2: yes Xbox yeah. one PS4 PS3 and 360 right. although I don't know if, are, are Bungie working on the last-gen versions
0: that sure. that I'm not sure. But
2: they're out on those platforms
1: as well. No PC, not yet.
0: And Jason, you like you said you liked Destiny also, right?
1: I did. I like Strike, and I like what I played in the Alpha. But um, I don't really. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a shooter. Shooter. I'm so.
0: <laughs> it's just a shooter. Hey, shooter. Okay. Well, I feel okay, that we... way about
2: all other shooters. I feel like this is the. I I have one first-person shooter every year that I'll. I'll say, okay, I'll play this one. I really like it. It's trying something different, or at least it feels a little different. I'd say last year it was probably Far Cry 3. I feel like this year it might be Destiny for me. I'm not a real big fan of the genre, but it just, for whatever reason, hit all those sweet spots for me. Uh, And playing it with a couple of friends over the past few days was a ton of fun. So I'll probably do a lot of that later this year.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I like to, I guess I, I focus more on Genre of content versus genre of mechanics mm. and and let that you know kind of dictate how I feel. you know, I mean, maybe not even just compartmentalizing it into you know individual genres, but just not not giving up on something because of the the way it's built. yeah, and just just hoping that they can deliver something via that means, you know, it's like it's a package, the 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 first person package is delivering content and hopefully that's good content i don't know um but jason you you also saw the witcher 3 finally mm. um and you know i've
1: always i've always been on their jock um <laughs> but but were you impressed i was yeah i was very very impressed and i think i might have to try it yeah
0: and it's huge remember he was showing how he was like so far away from that mountaintop, that tree, and then he said that the town that they were just in was like fourteen times that distance away. Yeah, that was crazy. And and when he showed the map, he revealed the area that they were in. He's like, I have to go south. And then the map dragged down another like three screens.
1: Yeah, he's like going, keep going, keep going, not there. No, not there yet. No, no, keep going. And then eventually he gets there and everyone in the room's like, whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was cool. and I actually I have an interview um, with Conrad uh, Tomaszkiewicz from the team and we'll talk more about that well I'll write more about that for everybody to read but uh, nice. but yeah he, he talked about a lot of cool stuff um, what else I had one last thing oh the revolution of video games VR is really? awesome ah Oculus. Oh my god, so everyone remembers when they first played Super Mario 64 after only playing 2D games, and it was like your head exploded, but the Oculus Rift is the first time I've had that, that sort of generational leap from one thing to the next, because coming from SD 3D into HD 3D was not that leap. Going into complete VR, surrounded by the game world, is that leap. And even though I didn't play any fully developed, you know, big time, you know, feature length games, what I played and the worlds that I at least got to play around in were phenomenal. I played this one where where you wander from meteor to meteor, and I decided, oh, I'll play this standing up just to see how it feels and as i'm walking around my legs started shaking as i came <laughs> wow. as i came near to an edge and i don't have like a fear of heights i'm yeah. i'm actually very much a guy who will climb the highest thing there is but but in this case you know you're in outer space and you come to the edge and you just you know you you, you steady yourself and my brain activated in such a way that you know i thought that it was real and my my legs responded automatically. And anytime I was in any world, you know, I would I would see stuff and just you're turning your head and like I'm looking straight up at the sky, looking behind me, turning completely, and just taking in this whole world and it's it's incredible. It's it's a whole new experience.
1: Oh. Sounds awesome. I uh H- okay, go ahead. So no, I, I played um I played uh Eve Valkyrie.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the one I didn't play.
1: Which is insane. So it's like a space shooter, um, like a Star Fox space shooter. But you're sitting in the cockpit before it starts, and you can look around, and you can look out. Look to your left and look out the window on that side. I mean, all you see, obviously, is uh, um, the hangar that you're sitting in. But then you can look to your right, and you see the same thing. You look up, and you see... Like control panels and stuff like that, you look down where your chest would be and where your hands would be holding the, the controller, and you see the pilot's chest and his <laughs> hands on the controls, and you're just like, what is what is happening to me? What is going on? <laughs> it, it was insane. And then you go in, and you're doing like b- barrel rolls, like actual barrel rolls, not Star Fox barrel rolls because they're actually ailer- aileron rolls, but we'll get into that some other time. And and you're flipping all around, but I never felt motion sick. I really thought I would feel some kind of motion sickness, and I never did. I never did. I, everything was like flipping around, and I'm, I'm I'm going after this guy, and I'm shooting him. And oh man, I can't I can't say enough.
0: I can't. Good. I'm glad it. you feel that way because I think. Well, Anthony, how do you feel about the Oculus Rift? You've never used one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't.
0: So how no. do you feel not having used one? Because I want to see if it coincides with the way that I felt before E3. I,
2: I honestly feel like it's really cool to hear these stories from you two because I honestly can't wrap my head around that feeling. Exactly. Not I can't exactly. I,
0: can't,
2: I believe that when you do it, you feel that. But I can't conceptualize that in my head.
0: Oh, man. There it. There is a revolution coming to the video game industry. <laughs> and it is the Oculus Rift. Okay. And and that's just how I feel. Um, that, that's really the last big thing that I wanted to talk about. We're kind com- kind of coming short on time, but uh, Anthony, you did at least watch a bunch of other stuff. So did you? Was there anything just seeing without really playing that you saw like gameplay of that you thought lo- would have been really cool to play or, or looked really interesting or exciting? Like a, uh, a main feel- a main standout thing.
2: I feel like you mentioned, a lot of the games I was looking okay. at and really excited about. Uh again Far Cry 3 I thought that demo looked really fun I know it'll it'll be somewhat similar to Far Cry 3 but that's okay Far Cry 3 is pretty great right. and I like I like what you're doing with uh, Far Cry 4 it seems appropriately crazy yeah I like, I played that actually oh sorry go ahead
0: oh I played that actually I was just going to say okay. it does it does feel a lot like Far Cry 3 so if that's something you're looking for it's yeah. you know it's not really uh, it won't be it's not declining like for sure
2: it was, but you know more of that is okay with me at that yeah. point in time. Uh, yeah, yeah the, two, the two big games, Bloodborne and No Man's Sky, were, were the ones that made the biggest impression on me that I saw. So.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I actually, just a quick thing about uh, Far Cry 4. I played one, one quick um, uh, base infiltration where you have to take over a, a stronghold. I forget okay. exactly what it's called. But um, what I did was I grappling hooked my way in, uh, climbed up this sheer cliff, then came over. I had a, a sniper rifle. I started sniping, and there were a couple of options. I could have grabbed a mortar and like started blowing things up with this yeah, mortar I fire. I could have scared some elephants to charge in, and I could have just done it my my stealthy way. Um, yeah. I tried to do it with the mortar, and I just got lit up. Um, and then I, the second time I did it the stealthy way, uh, I did. I picked off a bunch of guys. I, I, then I finally decided, now eh, in the middle of this, I'm just going to let the elephants in, and that really got things going. And a, a helicopter came in and started just lighting me up from above, and I had to like go into the buildings, and it was it was re- kind of stressful because there's what do you do to a helicopter? You can't just shoot it; that doesn't do anything. And the but, elephant
2: can't can't get up there. Yeah, so exactly. That's not
0: so good. I tried shooting through the cockpit, which I found out afterward. the The guy from Ubisoft said, "Yes, you can shoot the pilots out of the helicopter oh, nice. and make it spin down to the ground." But that that wasn't working because I was below it. So I spent a bunch of time like just going through each of the individual houses, which are all open, and I found a little rocket launcher, like a like a sort of grenade launcher, not a rocket launcher. And I had to use the the sort of um, trajectory sight on it to get the shot right, and eventually took it down. It was like a real feeling of triumph. So that that sort of gameplay where you're like this one one regular guy and the odds seem against you and you and you triumph over over these odds is still there. And that right. was something that I definitely remember from Far Cry 3.
2: Yeah, those are probably my favorite parts of that game, especially those missions in particular where you're going to a base and trying to take it out. And uh, it seems like they just, like, increased the tension and craziness a little bit with 4, and it seems like a good way to...
0: Yeah, they, they do a good job of making you think that you should not be winning. <laughs> right. Um so, so that's good. Uh cool. I did see Lords of the Fallen, which you'd like also. Mm, um, yeah, it's just really a, almost a straight up copy of of the Souls games. That's what a lot of people are saying. But yeah. um, the the controls are not as refined. They're a little okay. bit more like uh, just right, your normal three D action sort of game. But but still with all the same commands as a Souls game, if, okay. if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Yep. So that that's that. Um. Yeah, so th- those are all the things that, uh, that I really wanted to focus on. Jason, was there anything else? Anything no, I big? said my piece. Yeah? I said
1: I-, I talked about everything I wanted to talk about.
0: Cool. cool. Well, so that was, that was our E3 then. That's what stood out for us. And uh, everyone, when you get a chance to play an Oculus Rift, do it. <laughs> do it. And uh, maybe it's time to buy a Wii U is another thing that I drew from this show. Yeah, maybe, And maybe it. it's time to, to get a PlayStation 4. When Bloodborne comes out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. and Destiny good. is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so many good things. Just it was just a great show for me.
2: Good E yeah, three, another another good E three. Really Some E3. people E3. were saying it was disappointing. I don't think so. I thought it was pretty great. Really, like Jason was saying a little bit of everything for everyone, which I think is a great thing. So
0: see, I think this E three was better than last year. Aside from the big revelations at the press conferences. And like that whole drama that unfolded last year, um, the show itself this year for me was was just leagues above last year. Because last year there were only like a few standout games for me, maybe because of the type of games that I like. But this time it was like it was like the we're really in the next generation.
2: 2015 is going to be pretty awesome. I'm
0: thinking. Yeah, oh. it's going to be a great great year for gaming next year. Yeah. We can see the future, and the future is. E3. No, that's not how that goes. <laughs> the future the is going to be good, and we know that through our crystal ball that is E3. Yes. Cool, guys. Well, thank you for joining me on this hot and sweaty evening, at least where I am. Oh, it really and, is. Yeah, <laughs> and too. thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to uh, rate, subscribe, you know, do all those nice things, and email us. You've always got node. At gamernode.com to talk to us and go check out the website gamernode.com. We're gonna have some previews going up from some of the games, some interviews, a lot of good stuff. Always have our reviews and uh, whatever else we're thinking of. We got news every day, all that, all that good stuff. Um, thanks, Jason. You're welcome. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Adios. We'll see you next time. Peace.